0: there foxes fans and welcome back to another edition of the us foxes podcast Coming to you live as always from various parts of the united states i'm always is am your host Matt folks joined by my co-host this evening down in houston texas mr jim harris what's up brother
1: doing well starting to get a cold front down here in texas so um wrapped up warm and um it's almost like english weather
0: it's beautiful i can't i can't relate really because it's perfect here isn't it chris my uh our other yeah, co-host, bad, chris warner back from uh his extended euro vacation so good to see you uh uh at the match uh, you know watching at the pub and uh, the whole family's back together so glad oh. to have you back buddy
2: yeah it's been great uh, firstly amazing job these past few weeks i've uh, been listening to you from the other side of the world and <sighs> it just makes me smile When I hear when not only when you watch a Leicester win, but I can just be a fan for once and listen to you guys talk about anything and everything. So awesome job. And yeah, I mean, echo your point, Matt. Yesterday felt like just a great atmosphere for us. The San Diego Foxes were representing from all over Southern California and it was an absolute awesome, awesome
0: time. Dude, it was great. We had 15 of us there yesterday, uh, loud and proud sang my throat out and it was crazy because like man i couldn't tell you it's been a while since you i've walked into you know the Bluefoot that confident about a match and getting a result and i just think it stands to where where our team is right now chris
2: yeah i mean it in a way the world cup break one, once looked like a blessing and maybe at this now it's looking more like a curse i mean the momentum that we've gathered over this past month has been incredible and to your point matt um it really did only look like there was there was moments we'll talk about it and maybe in the first bit of the second half where West Ham were on the foot were on the front foot, but all in all, I thought it was a solid performance and we deserve to come away from that two nil no winners.
0: Yeah, Jim, uh, I I think like there, this this it's weird. There's an air of confidence whether it's James Madison being named to the you know World Cup squad finally you know something that should have been named a long time ago but just like he's walking high everybody's walking high we have so many damn world cup players on our team dude it's it's kind of an embarrassment of riches right now
1: it's great yeah and i i read something in the uh, comment in the guardian on the match report that said um england have only ever won a world cups with Leicester players in so hopefully that's a good omen as well for for chris <laughs> and i um, <laughs> that we're going to go all the way and even Jamie Carragher had us going to at least the semi-finals, but um, you know it's it's going to be a fun World Cup at least, and it looks like matters will make it. I think we were all um, like very, very worried when we saw him go down after that corner yesterday, and really hoping for the best for the lad. But it looks like you know he might be he might be able to recover in time. You know what would an England World Cup be without um, a key player getting injured? before it you know so hopefully that means he's
0: gonna be a key player yeah I think everybody had their hold was holding their collective breath at that time and and as soon as he popped up you know Chris said you know yeah he's gonna get he's gonna get that hell off the pitch now because what's the point like right before this uh he's had his had a nice goal and then and then he got you know get off the pitch right and, and and I think that that's you know all things considered it I uh, uh, probably the best decision for everyone involved. But we'll dive into West Ham. We we did have a match earlier in the week and it, and it just crept up on us about we almost forgot to talk about it last week. Uh but we did have Carabao Cup match against Newport who uh you know, longtime uh, fans will remember a couple of years ago, three or four years ago we had the FA Cup embarrassment against those guys. So we we owed them a little bit of uh you know, a little bit of something for in, in these cup matches for what they did to us. So, uh, obviously, tough one for us to watch. Uh, I was able to turn it on here and there during work. I know, Jim, you didn't get to watch it uh, at all because of work. And, uh, Chris, I don't know what you got. How much did you get no, to see?
1: No, I didn't see much at all, No, not at
2: all. Yeah. The, de-
0: the, so down-
1: the downside of being a U.S. Fox is midweek games are a bit tougher to, to get. And um, I, I think I was able to kind of get a little bit of the second half in the background, but unfortunately was on a work on work meetings. But um, saw the highlights. Um, speaking of World Cups, poor James Justin, you know his his. I think it's his what Achilles has has blown now, and you know after an amazing goal that he scored, and looking like he was getting back into form, and with England's woes of fullbacks you know falling over the wayside he's he's continued that um trend unfortunately as well and i'm absolutely gutted because he was starting to get back into form after you know not looking super fit at the start of the season but then really um kicking on
0: yeah if you didn't get a chance to see the goal that he scored guys and i tweeted at the time like look fuck out premier league if james Justin is scoring these goals again because and then sure enough man what i think five minutes later just a horror injury, and uh, don't don't look at that. But if you can watch the goal, because the goal is an absolute screamer, and showed what a special player he is, and just the injury luck that continues to happen with players like him, and and, and uh, Ricky P, kind of the same situation, a player that was ready, with so much promise, and was going to get healthy again. Finally, we're going to be able to do something with, and and just just. Sh- injury bug strikes again and i did see this week ricky put out a video of himself in rehab already and he's already jumping and doing things that make no sense that any human should be able to do uh after the kind of injury that he suffered so best wishes to them and yeah best wishes to james because just so fucking unfortunate um and you hate to see it so anyway the boys get the job done uh three nothing win and like we said we didn't get to watch much more than the highlights but luckily we happen to have our correspondent who's always at the I matches. This. I love this. <laughs> Mr Ollie McLean, uh did uh submit to us his match days with Ollie, the Newport County edition, Chris.
3: Hey Matt, hey US Foxes, hope all is well. Just a little recap on that uh three winning the Carabao Cup versus Newport. Um Solid 3 0 win, solid performances all round, some lovely goals, especially JJ, which is a uh, big shame to see him get stretched off. Um, yeah, he's, he's not had it easy that lad, has he? I just hope that he comes back soon and as well as he was playing. Um, yeah, it's a big shame for him, but uh, anyway. Good to, see, uh, good to see Vard get on the score sheet twice. Prime Jamie Vardy around the goalkeeper and a lovely header. Um, a bit of shit with the uh, with the away fans as well, which is uh, always what you love to see with that man. Um, yeah, good performance. Nice to see uh, the young lad Sammy Braybrook get a get a few minutes under his belt. Um, he looks like a good talent. <clears throat> looks like it could be something decent for the future. A bit, bit of a shame that some of the other young lads, young lads, didn't get a uh, a look in. But must be saving on for for another time. Maybe I don't know, but. Yeah, good, uh, good performance all round. Um, we move on to Saturday, West Ham away, which hopefully will be better than last year's visit to the London Stadium. But as always, we always keep that faith up the city,
0: up the city. Yeah, I, I think uh, when he recorded Sorry, no, that, said, he didn't know how like... serious JJ's injury was. So, but, but what's that, Chris?
2: I was going to say, do you feel like Ollie's up the city is kind of just got a little bit more cheery, and a little bit kind of it's quirky <laughs> ever since he's it's getting it's won. up here?
0: It's getting more and more upping. I know, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, he's he's um he's being accurate as well because it's literally the city going up the league too. So, keep it up Ollie. We want to want to keep going until we get to the top, but we're not going to play any Champions League music, we promise, if we get in the top 4
0: don't worry about that that will not be happening on this podcast um so yeah he makes some great points uh Vardy had a really nice header. he had a perfect round the keeper kind of goal for himself um and yeah Sammy Braybrook getting to finally get some minutes uh Lester oh, Modric yeah the Lester Modric who looks like well, right nine-year-old so that, <laughs> that's yeah good, good signs all around when the young guys I, I
1: think home. um Sammy got more touches of his hair than he did of the ball though. He was um he was doing his hair every two seconds.
0: Add him to the add him to the Pantene Pro V. I uh, love it. With, yeah, I know. With you know, with Wout and and uh and keep it going. Um so yeah, good good to see that. on we go in the Carabao Cup boys. Uh we had a great draw then too with um franchise FC. <laughs> uh no, nah, I'm just kidding, MK Dons. When was the last time we played NK Dons, guys? Hmm eh.
1: <laughs> feel like super long ago no it because um
0: is it a, a weird uh, maybe uh we should
1: have probably done some more research on that
0: so that's why <laughs> people tune into this show because yeah please correct it <laughs> um anyway okay don't apologies, <laughs> apologies. Uh, and yeah, so moving on in the care cup, uh, that's great. And long may it continue, but heading into Saturday, like I said, guys, we were confident as hell. I don't know what it was. I was just, I, I felt good. Then I saw we were in the sweet ass gold kits and I felt even better. They just look like blonde, you know, stallions rushing across the damn field. Chris just throw into the private it was 2009. So it was a damn long time ago that we played MK Don's. Thank you much for that research. That's why you're the best. Um, so yeah, we look good, guys, and came out looking good in the in the in the sick gold kits, as he said. And um, I don't know, going forward, it looked like a team that was playing with confidence that we all felt, uh, Jim. I mean, was there anything that jumped out to you like off of I know Luke Thomas starting on the left side that was um you know, good to see Brennan still showing a little faith in the young man.
1: Yeah, and I think he had a pretty good game. It looked like they were targeting him a lot of the, with their press at the start just to kind of um, really get get a lot of pressure in, on him and, and force him into some indecision. And I think he did really well resisting it quite a lot. Um, and I think it really showed the benefit of having a natural left footer in that position as well. You know, love JJ, but that was one of his – that was his a, a weakness, wasn't it? Um, and – like the fact that he could kind of shield the ball and then play actually something down the line. And, and I think a couple of times it was sort of getting to Harvey Barnes and causing a little bit of trouble and, and getting it out of play. So, you know, that was great to see, um, Matt, as you said, the that kit looks beautiful. And I even had a had a message from my my best mate back home who is a Derby fan, apologies all, but he said, that kit is amazing. You should get it. So um, <laughs> my, my road of knowing that guy but for, for a lot of my life is um, and converting him to a Leicester fan is, is still moving forward on that.
0: Excellent. With a kit like that, it, it shouldn't be hard. Um, Chris, when you saw uh, Luke in the, in the lineup, what what, what were you thinking? It was kind of like a, what, what would we even call that formation?
2: Well, I, I think Thomas, w- Thomas was incredible. I, I think four one,
0: four one, four one yeah. Four,
2: yeah. But I think Thomas was great. I mean, if you listen to the radio, Piper, I think, gave him man of the match. Um, I think he had the most interception. I think it was five of all players in the Premier League. That was on Saturday. It may have changed today when we're recording this. But I think, to Jim's point, West Ham definitely tried to target him from the get-go. They tried to um, be aggressive down that right-hand side, shift the ball down that. Um, But he was strong. He was good on. I thought he did the fundamentals really well. Like he understood when he had time on the ball, but at the same time, he wasn't afraid to get rid of it. Whether it was put it in Rosie of the second test, he he didn't mind doing that. But I think, how can you not have confidence as a? It's really weird to say this, but that bat line is oozing confidence at this moment in time. And I will talk more about it in detail. But like, go. It must be great for someone like Thomas to come into the side in these sorts of situations and just kind of feed off that central defensive area, knowing your goalie is having an incredible time at this moment in time. And I think it, it was, he, he played really, really well.
0: See, they're, they just are strutting around, dude. And Dan's got this, that new cool haircut, like that he put on for Ghana. Dan Amarty's playing like a demon possessed right now. He's doing faint legs. Like he almost had a worldie, like inches away yeah. from worldie. Nice save, forced him into a nice save. Dan Amarty is doing these kind of things, guys. And that's where this team is right now, Jim, where Dan fucking Amarty is doing these things.
1: Well, oh, that that was the Dan Amarty that I think we all saw um when we were signing him from Copenhagen, sort of the you know, roving, driving midfielder. And I think his highlights package was actually sort of like screamers from from 30 yards out and we thought okay this is going to be sort of you know some sort of like michael essien or someone like that you know and you know he turned out that he you know he became this utility player but he's really come into his own as a center back i think a lot of people had seen him playing for ghana in the african cup of nations and had you know that's his position and he's proving i think with with Fass and and danny ward you know like nice little uh like triangle you know i think our friend jordan he he pointed out that they're the the Danana between them and they're gonna be um you know the, the super the super triangle but and it's it's great to see
0: yeah uh, the danana that's uh we were making a reference to the the bright yellow man as he's been danny ward who's just also playing out of his mind and the, the <laughs> the group that they are and the confidence that they're playing together. I saw, you know, a really good picture of, you know, Dan, Wout and uh, Dan uh, all together. And yeah, it, it, Jordan started calling him the Danana because of that yellow kid. So it was pretty yeah. awesome. Uh, <laughs> cracking us up. Um, Denana, Dan, and I
1: guess if you're, if you're an English person, like Chris and
0: I, <laughs> Danana. Uh, yeah. I, I think, you know, as we're seeing it every week, it's just building and building and building. And it's it's you made a reference to the fact that it's a shame that it is this World Cup break right now, because, man, uh, if we get this going, I know we're not the only ones I was talking to my buddies. It's an Arsenal fan that's also bemoaning uh, this break time right now. So it's from different ends of the spectrum. But, you know, it is what it is. But, Chris, I don't know, dude, what what what's the next thing? What what would you want to pick out about this team that's just kicking ass right now?
2: So, I will just. I have. I'd love to get your boys' opinion of this about where this confidence between the three of them, uh, Faust, Amati, and Ward, has come from. Because, I mean, obviously, Faust's first game, we got stuffed 6 0 by Tottenham. And it it is remarkable to see. And I personally argue my opinion, I don't see it as the one of them. I just see it as this collective three that they just. All of them are working together. And as a collective unit, that's just instilling confidence. There was a couple of saves from Ward yesterday that I don't know whether the Danny Ward nine games ago would have been able to do that. I think when we make a mistake, there's always coverage there. And I'd just love to get your guys' thoughts on kind of what... Have you watching them over this past three weeks, which I've not been able to kind of watch every minute? Has there been a moment, or has it just been something that's kind of just been progressively building and building and building?
0: No, dude, it's been a collective. They you're talking about guys that you know the world was calling for Danny Ward's job and head. I mean, literally internet memes all around making fun of him. Um, wow, got embarrassed. Dan and Marty still it, it doesn't get the respect that he deserves um because they think he's old he's washed up and they laugh when he gets put into the lineups but they've stuck together and when you you do that when when everybody in the world's attacking you and you know you kind of get that us against the world mentality and I think they've embraced it now and they're just running with it Jim
1: they are yeah um i, I think probably the new defensive coach set piece coach who's come in he we he, we know he got delayed from I, maybe that that's part of it too and he and Fass like I think listening to Fass in interviews he did what he did a good one on Radio Leicester and he, he you know he said he's a big you know he came in and he he thought oh look at all these big personalities in the dressing room how am I going to fit in because I think he is quite a, a vocal forthright person but also pretty humble but I think they hit them welcoming him into the family so to speak you know it's a tight-knit team maybe one of the good things about not having a lot of new players is that you can integrate Um, and, and then kind of maintain some continuity, but it's really clear that he's a a leader on the pitch and he's sort of organizing, he's structuring and he's kind of talking, uh, talking about what's happening. And I think that that has really helped Danny Ward, who looks really confident now. Look, he was, again, I think we talked about this in the last pod, you know, coming out, claiming crosses, claiming, you know, claiming balls into the box, um, you know, I sit there watching and, and yelling, you know, keep, you know, keeper, come out for it, come out for it. You know, like you got to, you know, he's doing that. Um, he's, he's got, I think he trusts the two center backs in front of him. Certainly. Um, we look, we look a lot more solid and organized. You see, I think Yuri coming in and playing this new kind of like, you know, I think the Trent role or whatever, Trent Alexander, but better than Trent, um, like and covering Castania when he's bombing on that, that wasn't happening earlier this season. That's a great I think that's a great switch by, you know, Rogers and and the staff to, to spot, you know, save his legs, provide some cover. He's terrible at tracking back and chasing. That's when he was giving away cheap free kicks. But if he sees the pitch in front of him, he can choose when he goes that prevent that creates some stability because Thomas will not go if Castagna goes. So we kind of have a back four still. And then I think samari has been sort of screen screening pretty well too. So all in all that's helping and i think like there's nothing more you know confidence inspiring than just keeping clean sheets because you feel like you're doing a job as a unit and as a team and then you you kind of start the game thinking you're going to not concede rather than thinking okay we've got to score a goal to to even get a chance of getting a draw and i think i think just seeing that is percolating through the team
0: it's cool dude and you said the man's name bubakar samara guys like at the end of the day, that the, we talked about it earlier in the year, um, that this this was a team that was built for European play with European-caliber players. And for whatever reason, we had the hiccup, and uh, it, it started off a little rough, but now we're starting to see these European-level players start to play to these levels that we expected. And I think, you know, Buba is one of those guys that, he's doing things so effortlessly. Like the guy looks like he's not even really trying it. it, 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 it I wasn't the only one that may, I think Chris, you made a reference um, to a certain, uh, certain defender of the past that he reminded you of.
2: I just, I, the way <laughs> Samari is going to be one of those players. That's going to be very, he's going to frustrate the hell out of you because everything is done at his pace. He isn't going to, It doesn't. he's not going to rush anything. And at the same time, he's going to play that pass. It's a, I thought he has, sometimes when he's on the board, he does remind me a little bit of the way that um, Tore used to play for Man City a yeah, little bit a, in terms a, of yeah. just the game is played at his pace and his pace only. Yeah. And I think that's going to frustrate us at times when we're desperate to go forward and he's not going to do that. But um, all in all, I thought it was great. I mean, to be honest, I think of Declan Rice yesterday, I think of two moments and one of them, he put the ball towards the corner flag with that shot when he cut inside. And then the other one, he was the first guy to go up to Madison and ask him if he was okay. Apart mm. from that, I don't remember a single thing that Rice really did. And I think that's up to the midfield. And I think Sumari is one of those guys. Matt, yeah, to so your point, he's he's starting to cut he's starting have. I mean, go. I know you guys were eating crow on the last podcast, so it's maybe my turn to eat yeah. a bit of crow here. But obviously, Brendan saw something in him and he's he's played him. He's kept the faith and now we're getting reaping the rewards from it,
0: reaping the rewards. And uh, so, so is, I mean, the offense is as well, not only the defense, he springs, um, you know, Harvey forward with an absolutely beautiful, perfectly placed pass uh, that launches up and then, you know, Harvey turns it around, plays it across to DACA DACA, plays it across the matters who just roofs it. Like what an awesome goal to like, we- just a thunderbolt. I mean, just a thunderbolt. They, no tap ins here, dude. Just like that's where his confidence level is right now.
1: Oh yeah, I think it was. Um, you know, similar to Vardy's against Newport as well, <laughs> like smashing it in. I think. Well, obviously, I think. Yeah, yeah. Was, you know, just that kind of confidence of like, hey, this is this is going, and this is this is a goal that celebrates his position in the in the World Cup, and you know, he just looked immense. It was a great finish. I think, as you said, Samare actually unlocking you know unlocking the defense and putting harvey through by just the fact that he can keep the ball and chris i totally agree with you sort of like that shades of um you know yaya tore in terms of that effortless ability to sort of actually move the ball and i think we all expected uh, certainly i did that Wilf would start and you know he he was you know back to sort of being fit and you know, okay, we're gonna he's gonna get his place back. But I think that's shown that Samari is is really performing well. And I actually think it would be quite interesting to see if if he can play a bit further forward and and do something a bit more offensively as well, or a bit more um so you know, I don't want I don't think he's gonna be a box to box, you know, he's not a Kieran and Jewsbury Hall replacement. But I think, you know, could he pick, you know come in and do something that's like sort of Pratt or maybe more Tielemans type style play. I don't think he's kind of got, got the, the the shooting boots that that Tielemans has, but I think the sort of the the ball playing, ball keeping. But you yeah, know, I w I don't want to lose Yuri at the moment. He's again playing playing wonderfully well. And you no, know, I'm I'm actually pretty gutted for Harvey Barnes not getting the England squad, I think he showed with the first goal against West Ham, what he can do—ball carrying from deep, uh, you know, running onto through ball, terrorizing Kara, who's clearly not a right back—and he made the most of that. Um, uh, and and I think with the goal, you know, the goal that Vardy scored for the third on against Newport as well, where it was just you know, deep line carrying the ball at pace and knowing when to play the ball through, and I think that's something you could use in a World Cup if you're if you're chasing. But you know, he's not there. Um, sad for him, but you know, give him a rest. For us, I think we said that you know we wouldn't be too sad if if, if a couple of the players didn't get to go just because they can have a rest. Um, but yeah, it's it is really helping us going forward and unlocking that and and, and playing you know beating a man and playing a fast ball and not relying on one or two players to be able to do that
0: from the middle. Um, <clears throat> moving along, then heading into the, I mean it was one of those things where every time that I West Ham would get an opportunity, but Danny would snuff it out and we would spring right back. We were on that press again, really pressing. Well, I think a big part of that press was KDH. Your thoughts on him, Chris.
2: Solid. Um, wasn't, I didn't, I don't know. I made the squeeze You guys made the squeeze. I thought he was, he's been, I think he's been, he was okay. I think he didn't, to me, he wasn't the shining light on the pitch, but in these sorts of situations, to Jim's point, I completely agree. You need, if we're playing Sumare, we're playing Tealmans, you need that box-to-box guy on the field as well. And I think one of the things that KDH did very well the entire game was support. And he was, he busted a gut, especially in that second half, Every when we sat back a little bit and then tried to hit him on the counter. He was always aggressively trying to get up the pitch and mm-hmm. give us numbers up the top of the pitch. So um, I thought... Off the ball, he was, he was great. and I think as well, um, it's been a, it's been a, I think it's been a tough first half of the season for him. I think you look at his performances, latter half of last season, and everyone was raving and the bar was set so high, that coming into this season, I think he put so much pressure on himself as an individual that maybe that was just a little bit too much for him. So to your guys' points about having players have that time off, I think someone like KDH just could be really useful for him because it gives him an opportunity maybe to sit down with the video guys, with Brendan and say, look, this is what you're doing well. This is where maybe you're doing things that we don't really need you to do. And really, this is what we want to see and give him almost like a new preseason. So he's a sort of guy, Matt, that I expect next in the second half or whatever we're going to call it is going to be one of those players that comes on leaps and bounds.
0: Hopefully the players that didn't get picked for the squad will just kind of use that, you know, and, and finally they're going to be chomping at the bit after sitting at home. I know like when I, you know, watch football, it made me want to play FIFA. And so hopefully like the guys that didn't get picked, they're going to sit and watch a bunch of world cup and they're going to be raring to go when they come back. We're going to kick some ass. So um, totally, totally relevant to compare those two things. And I, uh, you know, going forward, then um, I, I, we brought on a few subs that were, I don't know, Jim, your thoughts on Brennan's strategy with the subs. His, I don't know. Doc was doing a, a phenomenal job. And I don't know. What's your opinion, I guess, on, on the moves that were made? Um,
1: I I actually think that he got, like, the subs. I agreed with his subs this week. I, I, I was actually surprised that – that Vardy didn't start after just kind of you know maybe being super hungry on at midweek, but he did play the pretty much the whole game. And Daka's been starting away from home. Daka played really well. You know he got he got that assist. I'm sure he meant every single second of it, and he wasn't shooting at all and just whiffing it. Um, but I think that you know bringing on well, obviously Madison for but bringing on Pratt. I think there was put a question mark in my mind who might come on when Madison went out. And I think Pratt was probably the the right call. And speaking of guys that are probably going to be gutted that they didn't make the world cup and you know seeing what might happen over the winter with him will be interesting because, you know, clearly his lack of minutes has meant a, a lack of a world cup spot. Um, I think Wolf coming on made sense, uh, you know, it was interesting taking Yuri off and not really replacing him with a, a more you know a like-for-like player but I think we saw sort of Pratt kind of tucking in and then we quickly saw Pat, you know iO coming on soon after as well that kind of rebalanced the team a bit and I think rogers went to he I think he changed from a four one four one to a four two three one because I think from about half an hour like 30 minute mark maybe the 25 minute mark till about a sort of 55 so maybe about 60 minutes. It had the pendulum had switched to to West Ham pressuring us, and we did look like we couldn't get the ball out when they were pressing us, or we couldn't link passes together. And I think, Matt, you said, like, we looked amazing first 25 minutes, and we well deserved our goal. And you look at the balance of the whole game, and we cruised, you know, we kind of cruised, but I think there was that period where it just needed shoring up, and we just needed to have like win the ball back, um, shut them down a bit, and just kind of maybe have folks who could kind of do a little bit more and i think samari was getting a bit overwhelmed which is why Wolf came on um i think when we saw yuri go off everyone was probably wondering like who the heck's going to be captain and that was yeah. like <laughs> you know i was yeah, like, Captain Captain indeedy comes
0: running on yeah i don't
1: know i was, I was thinking it's going to be like fast or you know we've heard rumors that kin and hall was in the mix for kind of vice captain but you know it was wealth, and that was awesome and he he looked really up for it as well and um yeah i think it kind of did nullify that the game a little bit and 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 it did make it a bit more sort of tight and then it, you saw west ham then getting a bit more desperate and then that that's kind of how we were able to get the second and and then then really it was game over i think when it was 2-0 I, you know i i didn't feel like oh god we're going to let in a goal which is not the feeling i've been having well, for most of my life as a Leicester fan, to be honest, <laughs> it felt very 2015 16. I think we said that, I think we said that last week as well. Yeah, no, we but...
0: did. We did.
2: Yeah, that second goal was definitely had 2015 16 vibes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I agree with you, Jim. I thought Rogers made some, I thought his substitutions made sense to me. Like, I could see why, for once, I could see why he was doing things. Like, when he bought on Mendy, bought on Andidi, you automatically, I even think the commentary mm-hmm. went oh, okay, we're going to a double pivot. We're going to try and pack the midfield and mm-hmm. hit him on a counter. And if you're going to do that, then Perez is a great choice to have as somebody that will be a linker, be somebody on the ball. And that was great for the second goal. Um, I was, again, I with you on the Madison substitution. Um, I thought Pratt was quiet, but he did his job. And that's all you can say. I mean, if that if that's one of the things you get from Dennis Pratt is like he will do a job if you give him that job. And I thought he did, he did pretty well mm-hmm. there.
0: Um, I think he did as well. And yeah, you said the guy's name. We could talk, might as well talk about the goal now, but Ayote Perez uh, steps on and just puts a beautiful, beautiful pass through there. What's up, Jim?
1: Well, I I was going to say before we talk about the second goal, we should have maybe, we should maybe talk about the second goal that we should have had.
0: Yeah. I I was going (laughs) to swing back to that when we were going to talk about it. I guess we could bust that out too, but Yuri, Yuri steps up for a penalty and, uh, should have gone for the top corner. Instead, he keeps it low and it's it's safe, Chris. is
2: Yeah, maybe there's some... I was thinking about this. and it, it, To me, it's like maybe he was... His confidence is obviously through the roof at this moment in time. And maybe at some points there can be a little detriment to that. And taking a penalty is maybe one of them. I, it, it wasn't great. It was one of those penalties where if you are going to do that, you either go to your point, Matt, you go high and try and stick it in the top corner. Or you go down a little bit lower. It was a, a pretty comfortable height, I thought, for, for the keeper. One of those saveable heights yeah. I think people refer them to. Um, yeah, I, I mean, in my, my opinion, that's why I kind of like Vardy when he takes penalties on the pitch. Like he th- often thrashes it and gives and says if you're gonna try and save it, you need a worldie to save it. And I thought it's a disappointing. Personally, when I take penalties, and this is a long time ago, I never really liked the, the kind of going across my body. Because I always thought that, like, you were trying to compensate to get it on the inside of the post. And as a result, you kind of kept it more towards the centre. But, um, yeah, I mean, maybe you, I, I mean, he scored some great goals <laughs> these past couple of weeks. So I
1: can't really complain, but it was a pretty good penalty. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, after those worldies, it, it might have been better to let him take the penalty from 25 yards out. <laughs>
0: yeah that, that probably would have been a better attempt he would have put it right in the top corner um
1: yeah it reminded me a bit of um like when we mares we used to be our penalty taker like yeah. you think in theory this guy is just going to score this and it should be easy and it was yep. just kind of it was a long wait he had a long wait um not only to get the penalty awarded you know i i think as soon as i saw the replay it was it was clear as daylight And that was one of the ones where I think like, why is VAR not just saying, hey, that's a penalty. I can tell you that all day. Um, I'm a qualified referee. Rather than having to send over the referee, like let him watch it on the screen. He like probably watched it for like two seconds and was like, why did they make me run over to the screen? And then (laughs) I think, and even then when Yuri had the ball, it was, he looked pretty chill, but it was a long, long wait. And yeah, Chris, I agree with you. It's like, he kind of just sort of, he hit it. He didn't hit it full power, and it kind of went to that nice height for the keeper, quote unquote. And um, hey, and then and then there was a bit of I think with a bit of anxiety because if that we'd gone in half time two nil up, I think it would have been especially after we'd been under pressure. And it was like Dakar being unleashed and getting through. And he seems to have this thing with Dakar, I don't know if I'm the only one who's noticed it that he gets a through ball, he can gallop on and his second touch is always actually slows him down and he he actually gets caught up. And yeah. I've either seen him hit the ball first time too soon because he isn't taking a second touch or he takes that second touch where he should be kicking it on again and it actually is way closer. This time he got away with it and Dawson took him out and it got us a penalty. But I think there was one earlier in the game where he did that and they caught him up and he would have been through because he's as fast as Vardy, if not maybe quicker now. His speed is crazy,
0: man. His speed's crazy, and He's we probably saw... running faster than the ball. He overtakes the ball. <laughs> yeah. the ball She's yeah.
1: waiting for the ball to catch up.
0: <laughs> Sorry, oh, man. I know. I, I know.
1: I stopped you talking about second goal, Matt.
0: No, no, it's fine. I'm glad you did. Um, I because yeah, we, we I wanted to talk about the penalty anyway, but um, <laughs> getting back to it, yeah, AOT Perez comes in and um, puts a beautiful through ball through to Harvey, and it was one of those that you know Vard's kind of let it go. Thankfully, had the vision to see Harvey making that run, and, and it, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but after Harvey studs his uh, slide in the background, you can see AOC sliding by himself. Did you catch did that? It that. was a little awkward, but uh, he gets up and they you know, they meet, but <laughs> he does a slide all by himself in the background. And it was yeesh. But anyway, props to the guy for coming in and doing a professional job and being professional for somebody that's very unhappy with his playing time and his situation yeah. to step on and, and show that professionalism and, and a, fucking world worldly of a pass and we know he can do that he's so dangerous when he gets into space and he has great vision when he's on his game um he's just one of those players that hasn't you know for whatever reason fit into brandon's squad but props to the man for coming in doing the doing the damn job jim
1: oh yeah and i think i think there was a bit of a preview of the goal probably about five or six minutes earlier where he put barnes through wasn't quite as, as clear cut and, and not as beautiful as a pass. And yeah, he, Matt, I agree. He's an int- he's such an interesting player because I think he is probably a really good number 10 and, you know, you can see him play. I think that's where they kind of put him in, in the end, in that, in that space. Right. And, you know, it, he, he just like hanging off, lying deep and he can pick a pass and he, he does, he defends and he can pick a pass and he, you know, and that's, that's what he did. You know, he, you know, we all know that he kind of helped with the tackle that helped win the FA Cup. And then we all know that, you know, he, that that slide rule path was just immense.
0: Thoughts on uh, that pass, Chris, and, and the job that. Uh... Yeah,
1: I mean, it
2: was great vision and kudos to Barnes for getting like Barnes covered some yards to get on Dude, that, that speed. Like, that was yeah, speed. That, if you want to show desire, just what just let kids watch Harvey Barnes. He's got 10 yards to cover from the the centre-half covering across and he still built beats him. And I know Matt we've talked about this for years on this podcast. Like the one thing we kept saying again and again and again with Barnes was get some composure when you get into that position and that finish was fantastic. He didn't panic. Really was. He didn't try and do anything to he didn't try to do, do anything too crazy. He just slid it by the onrushing keeper and uh, to your I know we've we'd spoke about it earlier but yeah, I mean at some point there has to be cause for Barnes in the England side. I really do think that he offers something really unique in that mm. part of the pitch. He offers you pace. He offers you, he's not afraid to take, I mean, first half, he was a little bit disappointing. He kept trying to take people on and instead of just knocking it by them. It looked like he was just knocking it straight into them. And that was really frustrating. But um, yeah, the goal was great. It was a great example. Like we talked about earlier, counter-attacking football, The Leicester City football that we really enjoy watching. And I mean, as well, the best thing about it was the Leicester fans were behind that goal. So you can imagine that Jason and everybody else was (laughs) tearing it up behind that goal with scenes when we scored.
0: Yeah, the uh, Jason, as we said last week, was at the match and had an incredible time uh, for all that we've heard. And our friend Graham was there um and and man, they just put on uh put on a hell of a show for our boys, especially uh to 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 do it in that track and stadium track and field stadium. uh it's I kept getting photos from Jason and Graham just like these dead spaces around the stadium where they just have nothing because you know the way that it was built and they had to shove seats in there and not to mention you're 400 yards from the pitch so kudos to them you could hear the Lester boys you could hear the songs that yeah. that was that was awesome with it to, to be loud in that place is, is, is a statement so so happy for us to be able to get the result and like we said we had a great time in san diego chris uh been about 15 people out and we had some bagels and for 7 a.m. crowd, dude, we were loud as shit. And uh, yeah, it's, I think there was, just saw two West Ham guys there and they kept the round shut. And <laughs> thankfully, yeah, uh, but they didn't have to do much.
2: Yeah, they were a bit quiet at the bat, weren't they? Towards yeah, the but... end. But uh, no, it was great. And I think to be talked about full circle, it's just a shame that now we've got to wait until Boxing Day for, for us to come back. I think this, and uh, maybe we can sum this Pat, this. this past few games has been pivotal for us. You look at the table and you look at, it feels like a lot of the teams around us are going on little runs as well. I mean, Villa won again today. They've picked up points. You're with as much as we're moving away from the bottom because teams around us have been winning. We're closer to the top whenever we are, just looked at the table and now we're only we're um with four points off seventh. Brighton mm-hmm. at seventh with 21. We're 13th with 17, so you yeah. can see what how big this run and how huge this run's been for our season, and um is definitely, I hope, something that we can build on
1: this into into the new year. Well, I think we're like, well, I we are playing the team who are the form team. Well, they're currently the form team, yeah, um, and I think we're the, we've got the third best like last five games in the league at the moment as well with with four four out of five wins. Um, and, you know, only really Newcastle who have got five out of five from the last and then Arsenal who have just been undefeated for their last five, but won four out of five. So that's that's a great record to have. And I, I totally agree. And it, I kind of be interesting to see, you know, do, doing some reading and thinking about like, this is going into this break. It's going to be unprecedented of in terms of, Okay, who's going to come back injured? Who's going to come back tired? How are we going to do? Who's going to kick on? And then I think we've got a really big opportunity after Christmas when European um, the European tournaments start again because they've got a jam packed games in, and some of the teams in Europe. This is a this is maybe a blessing in disguise that we're not in Europe because if we'd have snuck through to you know the, the Europa Conference and you know we probably would have gone through. We probably would have been playing, you know, Thursdays again, and with the team would be exhausted. I think, and I think this is a good opportunity and a good season to to not be in Europe and maybe get back. You know, I just think let's hope that uh, you know some of the people who, some of the, te- the guys who are in the World Cup are good and they have a good World Cup. They're not so good that they get snaffled up. In January, you know, I can imagine, you know, that right. is becoming a world sensation. You know, Yuri, if he has a good World Cup, um, you know, he we all know that his contract's up at the end of the season. Um, so, you know, but you know, maybe then we can do something as well. Maybe there's a bit of a if we're kicking on, we're showing form that we, you know, we we can get a couple of good results in December and maybe maybe we can afford to invest a little bit in, in January as well
2: yeah that's a really interesting point because it, it did t- i think this week matt um am correct me if i'm wrong it looked like we got ourselves from our favorite australian friends another loan installment to cut co- for um potential potential opportunities in the january transfer market
0: yeah it's some interesting names out there as well uh a certain defender that we're all familiar with um that we sold for 80 million pounds to uh, Manchester United is being linked with <laughs> linked, linked with us again. And it's kind of an interesting name, especially with how bad, how great our center backs play and he couldn't get into our side, right? At the moment, so. <laughs> no. uh, it's, it, uh, it, it'll be interesting to be that crazy season, but it's, it's fun. It's fun and feels fun to be a Lester fan again. And the, the, you can see it on the guys faces. There there's a togetherness. There's not this, Finger pointing and, and yelling and shit we saw earlier in the season. Now there is a community sense and yeah, God. Hopefully they bottle it up, set it on the damn jar, and then uh, when they come back, you know, after this World Cup break, they can open it up again and take a big drink, and everybody can get right back to their uh, to their form and and where we were as a team. Um, but yeah, I mentioned that we had a good time in San Diego. I saw New York Foxes. They had a, a, they had a great turnout. Philly Foxes were doing their thing again. Um, I saw the Ohio Foxes had a great turnout as well. Uh, so shout out to you guys and uh, thank you for keeping the faith going. Another announcement was made by NBC Sports. They're doing the uh, next Premier League Fan Fest. It's going to be in Orlando January 21st and 22nd. We will be there. Some of us will be there 100%. Um, So I I, uh, definitely look forward to seeing anyone that wants to make the trip to Universal Studios. That's going to be a freaking blast. Uh, Guys, what are your thoughts on Orlando, Jim? Um,
1: Yeah, I, I was surprised that it was in Orlando, but looking forward to going and and maybe maybe having like a crazy ride with Leicester combined with a crazy ride at Universal Studios.
0: Yeah. Fitting for this season, roller coaster. Chris, have you been?
1: No, Matt, I've never been to
2: Florida at all. So no, I've never done any of that. So um, yeah, exciting. Um, I think great opportunity again. uh, One of those good cities where lots of connectivity from all of the domestic airports around the U S which, has to play a part in NBC's decisions. Um, but yeah, I, I can't wait to yeah ride the Leicester city roller coaster in the morning and then whatever breezes in the afternoon,
0: whatever went after that. So yeah, guys, you can do it. It's going to be awesome. We'll get back to you soon and do some planning and see if we can have another uh, event and get together for y'all. Um, and that, that, that'd be fun. So I think uh, it's got to be in Florida. So it's, you know, winter time there's only so many places and they just had one out here in la so i was thinking it might be maybe in arizona phoenix something like that but uh orlando it is and that will be fun so look forward to that and seeing you guys all there uh over the break we are going to do at least one show we'll keep you guys posted um we're going to have our local bartending legend uh rodney from the Bluefoot's going to come on and we're going to ask him uh we're going to call confessions of a premier league bartender and he's <laughs> going to fill us in on who's the best and worst tippers uh all of the gossip that you like would want to know out of a long time bartender it'd be cool we don't know we we talked about maybe getting jack as well from the uh, football factory if we could get the two of them i think that'd be a hell of a good they'd have some stories <laughs> to tell Um, as far as less to go though, guys, um, yeah, it's, it's, this is weird. We've never done this before. Just pausing a season like this. So, um, I mean, short of, you know, COVID when all that bullshit happened, but this is, this is kind of unprecedented and and we'll see what happens. The team is, is kicking ass and like I said, let's just keep that going boys and, and let it go on into the break. Anything else, Jim, that uh, you want to shout out?
1: No, um, just looking forward to, I guess the World Cup. Now it, it feels weird that it's happening, but I guess it is. It's, what a week on Friday is the first game. Yeah. So this Friday, yeah, this Friday. Let me, yeah, Friday. So
2: let me ask you, the boys, this question to leave. Then, um, out of all of the Leicester players, who do you see going the furthest? Is it obvi- Is it Belgium? Do we think, uh, or do we? Is there a? Is there a surprise that? could kind of sneak sneak by.
0: Um you know what? Fuck it. I'll just say how about Dana Marty and Ghana? I see them <laughs> making it making a crazy run. Why not?
1: What yeah, it starts you? Sunday 20th. So I thought it start it normally starts on a Friday, I think. But um I guess it's um in Qatar so they that's their weekend. Um I think I'm gonna be biased but I'm gonna say James Madison is gonna go the furthest. I I think we could have a pretty friendly, like, it, like nice draw, depending on what happens with uh, group. You know, is it group um, a? a? Yeah. Yeah, a, so, yeah. You know, if we win the group, then we maybe get Senegal, and I think what we're all maybe then hoping is that. Um, then I think then we get maybe the the runners up of, like or like whoever like it might be France in the in the last 16 but that's if they come second so i was watching the jamie Carragher. um jamie Carragher did some predict- predictions and he had denmark to come ahead of france in group d and if we get if we get them then we get i think we get denmark on that side of the draw and france will end up playing argentina i think it might be so that yeah, but if if we come second in the group, then we get Argentina pretty early, and I think Argentina are the favourites for the World Cup. And this is this is the World Cup for Messi, isn't it? Yeah,
2: this is Mrs. Messi's. I think this is Messi's last well, chapter in his career, yeah. almost. And well, I, I think it's setting up he comes to, for
0: him. to turn into Matt, a who, fat guy in MLS. What's Matt, that? Who
1: are you thinking? <laughs> who are you predicting then is going to go furthest? Like I think Chris and I.
0: Oh, I said Ghana. Dana Denmark, Ghana. Yeah, yeah. Ghana. I, don't I, that, I,
1: just, I don't know. You might be generous to Ghana getting out that group.
0: <laughs> well, did you see? I, they said that uh, the, is it Gahanians? Ghana? Ghanaians? Gana, Gana, Ghanaians. Thank you uh they are the number one fan group that i guess there's so many of them in qatar that you just look outside and there's their flags everywhere so maybe they traveled really well and uh they're going to make some noise and i don't know it'd be interesting i always love the 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 small (laughs) stories that break out of it obviously cheering for the red white and blue but we'll see what 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 can happen there it is the world cup so it's uh i'm looking forward to it looking forward to watching the the match with chris there and and having some good natured uh i
2: i just hope our keeper doesn't throw it through his legs i still have nightmares over that yeah
1: jordan pickford is not really the goalkeeper (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) Um,
1: yeah, i think also i hope that james madison gets some minutes. Yeah, me too. I think he's got got the ability to, you know, he may come on and do something and then you can see him, like, actually, he could be one of those players that doesn't really start. But then sort of if you get further, he kind of works his way into the squad. And I think think there's room for him to get into it as well.
0: Hodgson with Vardy when he kept playing him on the – Fucking left mid, might as well <laughs> have stuck him back there. I mean, it was just so stupid. It, it, who knows how Southgate uses him, but well, Brendan has that... done him nothing but favors in showing and showcasing his ability right there on the right wing and showing that he could fit into mm-hmm. Southgate's side.
2: Well, it is a great point, Matt. Is if you are going to bring Madison on, you need to bring him home for his strengths, and not necessarily try and stuff him in, stuff him out wide, or do something like that. I think that's going to be key for him. But, yeah, I echo Jim's point. I really hope Madison gets some time. I There was a lot of talk in the British media. Southgate at his press conference, again, it was strange. He said he picked him. It, this decision weeks was ago. like two weeks ago or something. It had already been decided. And I, I mean, it was great. This, the story about Madison finding out as well seemed great. He missed the phone yeah. call. And then Brendan had to drag him from the training pitch onto the into his office to mm-hmm. so he could James. find out.
0: Your all clear backpacks ringing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, was I'm, not, cool.
1: I'm not sure where Brendan Rogers is from, or if that was was that was that the um. Yes, Norwegian it was. It was. Was that the Norwegian defensive coach? It
0: Something was. You've... Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> no, Brendan. Uh, shout out to Brendan too, guys. I think that uh, for the first time, I don't know if you guys saw it, but. He came over and applauded the fans for the first time. It's Forrest, and I guess it was... A-
1: <laughs> it might be the first time he's not being booed.
0: <laughs> well, it was a pretty... Uh, from those that were there, it was a pretty uh, pretty awesome scene. Uh, they said, you know, goosebumps were, were the word that I saw. So um, yeah. we'll, if, if we're coming together like that, uh, long well, may it continue. Think, yeah. So um, guys, with that, For uh Jim and Chris and Jason, who's over in the beautiful UK. Uh travel safely, buddy, and we'll see you soon. Um until next time, guys. We will uh shout to you out on Twitter when we will have our next show and, and we can get things scheduled for that. Um, but until then, have a damn awesome World Cup break. Um, be safe. Uh and good luck with uh writing the best fake doctor's notes, excuses, or whatever the hell you need to do to get the hell out of work. Uh, we will all be coming up with creative ways to that, especially if your boss doesn't know about soccer. That makes it even easier. So thank you guys for joining us on the U.S. Foxes podcast, and we will see you next time. Peace.